do you often get interviewed like this? Do you, and I mean, have you ever been interviewed? Not, no, no, I really, really haven't. No, this is uh, your first time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So I feel you're I so feel, lucky. I feel <laughs> I just. Hey everybody, welcome back to Freepcast. I'm Rob Murray, your host, and Freepcast is brought to you by the Free Press Media and recorded at the KMSU studios on the campus of Minnesota State University. My guest today is Carrie Moriarty, co-host of the Big Hot Morning Show on Hot 96.7. After growing up on a hog farm near Waldorf and attending Janesville Waldorf Pemberton High School, she moved to the Twin Cities where she attended the Brown Institute of Broadcasting. She had big dreams of heading to New York and becoming an MTV VJ, but instead moved back to Mankato, she says, because of a boy. Ugh, don't ever do that. (laughs) And she's been here ever since. Carrie has been on the air in southern Minnesota for 18 years, and you can hear her in the mornings on the Big Hat Morning Show, in the afternoons on Country uh, 101.5 FM, and nights on KXLP Classic Rock so welcome, Carrie. Thank you. I'm a woman of all trades. And I shouldn't say that I don't, uh, that I, I didn't want to, you know, move back home after college for a boy. But that is what happened. Um, <laughs> but it's not the worst thing in the world because then I wouldn't have ended up here. And, you know, I think I'm in a sweet spot in my life. That's true. And we mentioned this earlier when you just got here. How long, what time did you get up this morning? I got up this morning about 3.30. And what happens is like <laughs> mid-30s woman, uh, mom of uh, popping out a couple of kids. It's like when you have that um, that rush to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, it's like you can't shut your brain off after that. So yeah. I was just up, you know. So, um, but totally you always get that. I remember my mom and dad, their bedroom would be above mine. And they get up in the middle of the night. It's like, I can hear them stomping around. But then I fall back asleep. And now I realize, like, everybody our age now gets up in the middle of the night, you know? And it's, it, for me, it's like, why even go back to bed? I have to wake up in an hour anyway. And how, can I ask how old you are? Or is that not? I'm 37, okay. six. So you're quite a bit younger I don't younger know. I actually me, have so. to look at my husband and ask him. Um, <laughs> I, I know I have a birthday in June, <laughs> June 28th. Okay. I think I'll be 37 this year, yeah. You also said this is your first time being interviewed by somebody. I mean, you've. You've done the you've done the interviewing many times. And yeah. this is your first time on the other side of the microphone. Which is really weird. I've been in the biz for eighteen years and I feel I'm a little nervous today. This is really weird because it's it's weirder talking about yourself than it is just talking and gabbing with other people, learning mm-hmm. about them, mm-hmm. I guess. So yeah. It's well I've got strange. nothing but hard questions for you oh, as Freepcast listeners have come to expect. <laughs> it's all hard hitting yes. and deep diving. I have so. listened. I'm surprised I kind of um, showed up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, in all my years in Mankato, I don't think I've ever listened to somebody who seems to be having as much fun as you do on the air. Um, are you really having that much fun? Yeah. Or, uh, that was a goal in life, for sure. Um, senior year, I had really no idea what I wanted to do, but I love music. And I fell in love when I was about seven. And I knew that for the rest of my life, I wanted to have fun. I wanted to be passionate about something, and the passion that I had was for music. It really kind of, music therapy is a true thing. It helps you through some deep, deep, dark times. And it also brings out, like, the best of the party. So I knew that to work in music, I would have to move um, to be really successful in, you know, like a 
oh, hot 100, you know, Z100 in, in New York, I'd have to move to New York to go and, and do that and be at like the top of the food chain in, as far as radio is concerned. Or music production, I'd probably have to move out west to California or something. And I'm a homebody. I love my family. I talk to my mom almost every single day, my dad. And so I didn't want to go that far. So I ended up back in Mankato, which I only grew up 30 minutes away, and work for local radio now. I just saw you have a tattoo on your on your forearm. Is that a treble clef with a? It is like music is in my blood. Okay, I got it. So for yeah. for our listeners, it's a treble clef, and it's got like the squiggly lines you would see on like a hospital heart rate monitor yep. thing. Yep. That's cool. Why Why did you get that? Um, <laughs> interesting story. So I got this when I was going through. I just uh, separated from my husband at the time and was going through my divorce. And my best friend at the time, seventeen years, she and I wanted to get matching tattoos. And I've always had this um, as something I wanted to do. Um, I wanted some sort of musical inspiration. And so she and I got matching tattoos. But we had a falling out. And that's always what happens. You get the tattoo with somebody or somebody's name on your body. And then it's like it's in the universe. Something happens to the relationship. And now we're unfortunately no longer friends, which is really weird. That's really sad. Um, but I love that. Ta- but the tattoo, it means a lot. And, um, you know, I still think about her. So, so she's out there. Without, she knows who without, she is. without going into why she's no longer in your life, <laughs> yeah. um, she was at some point in your life oh, in a yeah. really big way, big enough to get. Matching a matching tattoo, tattoo. So which is, is there, so is there anything that can't be fixed or was um, it pretty bad I, I definitely think it could be fixed okay. yeah there's just I like to stay away from drama and there just tends yeah. to be with some some people there's just they create the drama and so I was like nope I need to separate myself from yeah. that part of my life and I've grown into this new life um but yeah she she means a lot to me she still well, does she's listening well, she she's, didn't, she's she, welcome back. Definitely, I miss her anytime. <laughs> anytime, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, how long have you been with the Big Hot Morning Show? This will be my seventh year on May first. So, you've been with how many different co-hosts? Uh, I've been with two now. Okay, one left um, to go pursue some other op- opportunities that came to him uh, uh, yeah, fall last year, late was that summer. Johnny Marks? That was, okay. and now Carter's here from yeah. Indiana. Which uh, is is super fun because he he like he brings the party when he comes in. He's always jacked. So he you seems really, like he really matches your energy. You you never know what is going to happen. You know, some people <laughs> they have to uh, kind of fake it to make it. Yeah. But not him. He's always energetic in the morning. So it's really pleasant coming to work because you already know what to expect, and um, it's a really good feeling to just be like, all right, this guy's ready to go. I'm happy. He's happy. It brings, when you surround yourself with positive people, I mean, that just brings out the best in you. So I'm not a regular listener. I'm more of a listen to nothing or a news podcast you know in what? the morning kind You're of guy. not the first person to say that to me, so it's okay. I did listen the other day when you were supposed to be on, and then we had to cancel and uh, reschedule, but yeah. I did listen that day, and I heard him do a rap he just made up. <laughs> that yeah. Day or it's like... Out of nowhere, this kid can come up with stuff like that, that you know, and I don't know if it's like, um, he comes from Indianapolis, um, they have a big market radio station, it's like Market 16 or something, it's just crazy, um, so he comes from a huge, huge building with, you know, maybe like eight people on the show, it's just massive, and then he comes here and it's just the two of us, so it's like, okay, sorry for the change, <laughs> um, but what you got? And so he whips out this rap, and he's really good and just super witty on the fly like that. Cool. He sounds like a really nice guy. I can't do any of that whatsoever. Good. 
Um, so let's kind of go back uh, into your history. Um, as we mentioned in the intro here, um, you did grow up on a, on a, on a farm. So I tell did. me, tell me about growing up on a hog farm. Um, were you involved in, <laughs> in that at all? It's uh, a messy really. business, right? It is. My mom worked full time in Wasika. My dad was a hog farmer and I have an older brother. Um, he's like two and a half years older than me. So he was outside with my dad all the time and I was just inside the house. I mean, <laughs> out in the country. All my friends kind of got together. They lived in town, and and I just, I sat at home. I had a dog and I had a cat. There wasn't much to do. So what I turned to was reading books, which I love to read. Um, Have it in a while because, you know, unless it's a kid book. But otherwise, I listen to music. And so my first real love was just like, listening to my Tiffany cassette tape or my first my first CD was Def Leppard's Retroactive um, and ACDC's Ball Breaker and just listening to those nonstop because like I had nobody else to, to talk to. So at least I had somebody singing or talking, you know, mm-hmm. back at me. Yeah. So it's kind of lonely growing up on the hog farm, but at the same time, it made me who I am. And I just, it's like, I look back at those times and I loved it. Did you ever go out to see the hogs? Oh yeah. Yeah. I got to cut some little piglets tails and I would help my dad once in a while feed the, feed the pigs and everything. But as far as the strenuous um, activity, no, I mean, I would ride along with him in the tractor, which was so fun. And back in those days you could stand up like we had this Ford uh, green pickup truck and I think he still has it out there, Um, but I could stand up in the cab. Well, nowadays you can't do that sort of thing, but no seatbelts. And it's like, those are some of my like fondest memories riding uptown to the, you know, to the feed shop, I guess. And Mm. it was really cool. Yeah. Did you ever like, were you ever like into 4-H or anything where you like would would raise a pig? I was in 4-H for a couple of years, but um, for whatever reason, I was like swayed to go sewing, like persuade to go maybe more of the domesticated route versus showing hogs or anything. So I didn't do any of that. Did you want to? Mm, Not really. No. (laughs) I was happy that my dad didn't ask me to go out there and, and, you know, you know, pile up manure in a in a bucket and go, sh- you know, throw so it somewhere you, else, you know? Are you an animal person? Yeah, I love animals. Unfortunately, my husband, my second husband, who I love so much, he doesn't like animals a whole lot, but we have three kids and it's like we take care of enough right now. So you get three animals. Um, I got th- <laughs> three minion animals, um, so, well, but my, they're but so sweet and we're always running around, so we don't have any animals at home this time. So when you were a kid, though, when you had these hogs, you must have seen yeah. them as... Oh, they're beautiful oh my creatures, gosh. and then they yeah. end up with a kind of a <laughs> Every, what they're made, f- what we have them for, kind of. You know, we eat. I eat meat. I, yep. I always say I'm I'm half barbaric because I I love meat. Um, but almost every night I would ask my dad if I could bring in a little piglet. You know, I'd go out there and I would make friends with some of these little. If if there was a sow having pigs, I'd be like, Dad, can I bring that one in? That's Wilbur. I want to bring Wilbur in, and I want to I won't you know. I want to sleep with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, pigs aren't cuddly, Carrie. That's not going to work out. But, you know, we've got a slew of cats outside. Go find your favorite and we'll bring it in for a couple hours. Pigs yeah. are smart, though. They're super smart. Yeah. Pigs, I mean, I, I think pigs should be given more credit for how <laughs> smart they are. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you about your family. I understand you have two children from a previous marriage yep. and now two stepkids. I have one stepkid. One step so we have three all together. Yeah. So two nine-year-olds and a seven-year-old. Mine are a boy and girl. And then I have a stepson too. Yeah. So, so we're busy. Yeah. And I they see all in your just, eyes, you're like, they all just get along fine. Everything's. Yeah, they really do. Except. nicely. Um, now, nowadays, the boys are really involved in like everything is sports with them and so they like pummel each other and wrestle all the time yeah. they're hockey players they think they can be rough and tough non-stop which is great but i i mean 
knock on wood, no broken bones yet, but I feel like that's going to happen eventually. And then as uh, far as my daughter is concerned, um, she and my nine-year-old stepson, they're both the same age. And it's almost like I can't leave them in the room alone because of the conversations that they will have. But we're a very open home. So we do talk about everything. So I try to listen to their conversations. And if something's like, you know, everything I swear to God is like, penis or vagina or I'd kick you in the nuts <laughs> so if there's too much of it I have to burst open the door yeah. but there's just a lot of you know a lot of that sort of thing right now and it's like you know what that's what the kids are talking about at school yeah. so you know have those conversations with your kids <laughs> <laughs> which I know you have two of them so I can imagine the stuff that you've heard I got two but it's you know I've, I've heard a lot of stuff um my kids I I, I can't even imagine what it's like having kids who are a problem. I have the prop, most problem-free kids. They yeah. were never in trouble, never got into fights. I mean, they got into fights with each other once in a while, but for the most part, yeah, not, I had none of that. None of that shit. We're see, we're very fortunate too, because my kids are really good kids, and I think it's because we're super open and honest with them too. I'm not a bullshitter, and I tell them flat out, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat this. You know, and I'm, I'm going to do it in a scientific way. So if it's like the question of sex, which has come up recently, um, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And that's just kind of the way it is. So you ruffle some feathers sometimes, maybe so in the other homes. Have, but so you've had the talk? Oh, well, yeah, we've had the talk. And even, this, even the seven-year-olds had the talk because it was very scientific. It was like, well, the sperm goes into the ovum. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, by the end of 30 seconds, they're like, okay, we're going to go play now. Moving so on now. It went really well. And we haven't really had the talk since. Oh, I remember sitting down with our kids having that talk. And it's... It's so much harder on the parents. Oh yeah, trying to do that dance through. Um, <laughs> we Google topics. so much. For my mom, it was a book, and for my dad, it was the look. You know, it was just like, "Mom, have a talk with you." Yeah, okay. And <laughs> but did she? Yeah, she did. What was really weird? She brought my brother and I, who's two years older than me, and and she brought us into the room, and she had this picture book. Oh my! God. And you know, it was very like, <laughs> "This is what you do when you're married. This is how you make babies." So. And nowadays, it's like, well, no, you don't have to be married. And, yep, sometimes you get divorced, and that's just kind of the way it is. And people get pregnant. So, yeah, we're a little bit uh, more open because, you know, the world has changed so much from when I was a child. My mom and dad, the way they had the talk with me is they sent my sister to the library to get a book. Oh. And she just kind of, the book just showed up in my room one day. And I was, I was supposed to read it and... That was it. See, the nice thing nowadays is that they have they have books for girls. They have books for boys. But it's like a continuous thing with my daughter. She's got lots of questions. And, and I think girls and women, we just, we always ask why. At least I do. I always ask why. Why why this? Why that? And so does she. And so for her, and her, she might be changing a little bit more. I think girls do at a younger age. They change faster than boys. So her questioning is much different than my nine-year-old stepson's questioning, where mm-hmm. he's just not quite there yet. But she is. And to decrease her anxiety, I, we, we talk about the book, we open the book maybe and cover a chapter um, almost every night when she's with me. Yeah. And we'll go back to chapters too. It's like, why do I have to wear deodorant again? So very simple. Why should I start washing my face? Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, back to your youth, I guess, or sort of, I guess, youthish uh, high school age. When did, you must have made a decision at some point that radio was going to be yeah something you wanted to do when, so when did you know that radio was like um 
calling to you or my start start of my senior year I'd say probably a couple of months in which I felt like I was kind of late in the game of trying to figure out what I wanted to do um but I narrowed it down because it was like okay what's your passion because you want to do something fun for the rest of your life you don't want to work a a boring job where you just come home and complain and crab every day you want to do something fun and my passion was music okay but I'm a homebody I like to see my family So chances of really venturing to New York, like, you know, there was that far off dream, is probably not going to be reality. What could I do musically around here? Well, it's like, duh, Carrie, you've been listening to the radio since you were seven, writing lyrics. You've even called KXLP before. Why not try that? Plus, my dad's a talker, so I knew... I mean, there were times in the in the you car that, that they team. would look at me and be like, can you just shut up? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this broadcasting thing, which is really weird because I don't like public speaking at all. I'm just, it, to me, that's not something that, um, unless I'm on a con- at a concert on the stage announcing a band, the public speaking thing for me is kind of hard, which so, I think is uh, natural for a lot of, um, is, is a lot of people in radio on air personalities, we feel the same way. You know, some of us just, it's not our strong suit or it's just not our favorite thing to do, but I'll do it anyway. So having the voice and being able to, to speak very articulately and have a have that presence, that's mm-hmm. very different from being in front of people. I think so, yeah, was, because I... Here was just, you're just, it's just, it's just a microphone, right? when you're in front of a group, it's all these faces looking at you. That's you're with a friend when you're in the, in, when you're in a room like this, you're with a friend, you're just chatting. But when you're put on display, if there's a podium, I always say if there's a podium, ugh, people are going to judge you. Yeah. And we say at Hot that that is a no judging zone. We don't judge you. We want you to sit back, relax, have a cup of coffee with us and just be real. And I'm so sick and tired of the people who feel like they have to keep up with the Joneses all the time when it's like, in reality, you don't have to do that. Just be you. And so, you know, I feel like there's just a lot of judgment still out there unfortunately which Mm. is why you know the whole public speaking thing isn't my favorite but radio is i love radio your favorite so where was your first radio job uh it was kxlp i it was yeah i uh i called three weeks before i was uh, done with college i graduated three weeks before we we were set out to make um these cold calls to radio stations and we had cassette tapes so i had my air tech tape and I sent it to my boss, at, or well, he turned out to be my boss, but uh, Terry Cooley at the time. And uh, a week later, after I moved back home, I mean, I think I was already hired by the time I moved back home, but I started like a week later. So I went from high school, moved for college a month later. The second I got out of college, which was only a year later, because I just went straight up for broadcasting, um, I went straight into radio which a lot of my friends at that time were still, you know, in college, their second year or whatever, but I got to just move so quickly. And I have been at KXLP um, for on and off. There was a little year and a half spot in there where I went across town, but on and off KXLP 18 years. And I got hired to do overnights right away. And I just, I loved it. Yeah. Midnight to six when we had live overnight shifts. Yeah. So you don't anymore? No, unfortunately not. So you were the overnight person I was the what overnight was like? person was the, I mean get, it was were there weirdos who would call oh up yeah but they were so fun because they you know they they were out partying or maybe the third shifters mm-hmm. which um you just you, you got to stay awake somehow so if they're pumping the Mountain Dew they want to hear their favorite tune yeah. so it's fun talking to them the only time I got creeped out was one time 
I remember it was like 2 a.m. And uh, these guys called up and, and they're like, oh, what's your favorite drink? And I was I was laughing because I wasn't even 21 at the time. And uh, I was just like, oh, Mountain Dew, you know, thanks for calling. And I hung up and they called back. They're like, hey, we got you a six pack. We're outside. And that creeped me out. I was the only person in the building. And it was the one time I didn't feel safe, really, in radio. Um, They were waiting outside for me. So uh, I actually had my boyfriend at the time come up and hang out with me for a little bit. Yeah. But just like, you know, I... I guess when you're on, people feel like they really connect with you or they know yeah. you so well. And they maybe they thought that it was okay, but I'm telling you right now, it's not okay. So how, so do you ever like go back and listen to your early days in radio? Can you, are, are, are there recordings you can go back and listen to? Yes. Do you ever do that? I think, um, well, I like to do that actually weekly. I like to go back and listen to, oh, God, Carrie, screwed that up. I could have said this instead, you know. Um, but as far as the early days, a lot of that stuff, I don't know where that stuff is, but I would love to listen to it. I still have my first tape, my first cassette tape, um, but I haven't listened to it ever, I don't think. So do you think people would notice a big difference in yeah. who you were then and who you are now? Um, maybe not personality-wise, because I'm pretty tried and true to who I am, but as far as the delivery goes and everything, and maybe just the comfort level, they would probably notice the difference. Yeah. Because I feel like now I'm just, this is just what I do. This is my career. I've, you know, been molded to do this, but um, I think I'd be a little afraid to listen to those early days. I think they'd be pretty rough. So do you you feel lucky, though, that, I mean, you just get to show up in the studio and just be you? Yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of what you're I love doing. it. It's kind of what you're doing, right? You're just yeah. showing up and talking and talking about my day, talking about what happened the night before, talking about what I'm watching right now, um, what music we're into, what my kids said last week and totally mm-hmm. offended me. But you know, just just stuff. Yeah, it's it's a, a blessing to be able to do what I do, even 18 years later. And I was, and I was going to ask you if um, what we hear on the air is a is a is a persona it sounds like it's not at all it's just you i i don't mind people who have personas mm-hmm. i mean i think uh, we do get from time to time when we go out and about and maybe we conduct ourselves in more of a professional manner when we're out and about or maybe i just kind of turn it off especially with when i'm with my family and stuff but people will say or have said like oh you're not as like out there as much as you are on the radio you know like my oh you're you're a little bit more secluded like well yeah you know I guess um I am maybe embellish not so much details those are very real but just the way I I talk that sort of personality you know Mm -hmm. that becomes embellished on the radio because we do get jacked up when we're talking about something when in reality you know you're sitting at home talking about the same thing you might not be like flailing your hands around and stuff so that might be a little bit different, yeah. Okay. Um, so there have been some personnel changes over the years on the show. Yeah. And it seems like um, this isn't the kind of job where like any warm body will do. It seems like there needs to be, or it's helpful if there's chemistry between the two people For who sure. are on the air. Um, so how do you go about finding the, the right fit? I mean, before Carter came in, did you guys... There was an Audition interview. people? Did you see who has the best chemistry with Carrie? Because she's yeah. going to be here too. So you, There you was get, definitely an interview process. Um, that's one thing where we did kind of, um, oh, once in a while, you know, there are little things where it's like, oh, you know, the boss lady just threw this person in here. And now he's here and he's hired. It's like, well, okay, 
there's a hint of truth to that because, yes, he was thrown into the conference room where he sat with me and we chatted for a few hours. It's like, you know, um, there's you definitely have to make sure that you have the chemistry there. So, yeah, there was a uh, a process of which we met several people who uh, had applied. And I guess the best were picked for for myself and stunt to sit with um, when he didn't have his big wig promotional job. Now he's doing this other uh, other gig, but he was with us on the show. And so he and I sat with Carter and we really meshed well together. Carter is, uh, gosh, a decade younger than me. And I don't really know how we would have come together otherwise. But he's so funny. He's quick witted. And just his his humor and his positivity, um, I was drawn to right away. I was like, this guy, you know, he was he wasn't on. Uh, he was an intern for a big market show, and so he never was given the opportunity to to run the board. It's like this guy has something special about him, so he deserves a chance to to be on the show and to try it out. And now he's he's running the board, and and now with us, it feels more equal. There's definitely a, a nice balance in the in the hot studio now. It feels good. So when you're um, trying to come up with a, a a morning show team, do you um, do do the um, I guess the owners of the station do they do they try and I mean, do, would two women have worked? We if the interviewed best for the job would have been a woman. <laughs> would you have done that because that that, oh, that changes the dynamic you know in what? the morning? Oh, I. I hate to say this I because Carter is great and he's a dear friend now. Um, but we did interview a woman and I actually think she's co-host of a morning show in the cities now. Um, but she was from Illinois and she had such a great personality too. Um, she was from Minnesota. She wanted to move back to Minnesota. But unfortunately, like, and for me, I was all for it. I was like, yeah, we can do this, dot, dot, dot. We need some testosterone because too much is just it, it will turn people away and I remember having one other woman in the studio I don't remember who it was with just like a fill-in with me and we even had people call in or text in too and say it's too much estrogen we we need a balance there does have to be a certain balance and maybe it was because our personalities were too much alike That's really where it just didn't work out it's really it's like I, I think if you were to throw that question out people would say oh best person for the job it shouldn't matter but I know but when when you're listening in the morning and you have certain expectations of what you want from the radio, I guess, um, those things tend to matter more. And they do. I'm not, I'm not surprised that those those conversations happen with, yeah. with you guys. And I think part of it is, too, that Carter is, he's fresh out of college and he's a guy. And, and you know, believe it or not, we have a lot of guys that listen. We're a female-driven station, but it is amazing how many guys that we have listening to our show just for the show itself they might turn it off later because they're really not fans of the music itself but they love the show which is great i'm so gracious for for a well balance and i think carter brings that because yeah he is a male he has a male perspective um and and we are at different positions in our life too you know i'm a mom with kids i listen my kids listen and he's fresh out of college and he listens so there's a good equal balance all around. So we can really bridge bridge the gap between kind of everybody in town here. And then it's amazing because we'll have doctors that listen and they call up. It's like, wow, we have professional people listening. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of strange. So how do you guys come up with um, the bits you use on the show, the practical jokes, the prank phone calls, <laughs> et cetera? Um, do you come up with all that? 
All that on your own, or do stations, you know, do you borrow from other stations when someone discovers something that really works, or what do you guys do? I love that you use the word borrow. Thank you for not just saying outright (laughs) stealing. I appreciate that. Hey, we steal (laughs) all the time in our business. So, So, you know, um, we have what I call is like this big fishbowl. We have this big pool, believe it or not, of, of stations that talk. We call it a think tank. And everybody, like after their show, They'll bring their ideas to this think tank and they type up what works for them, what maybe doesn't work. And so it's, I would say a lot of it is, yes, our own personal experiences. We bring our own personality. We bring things from home, but also we are able to, to borrow things from other people and tell them the same thing. You know, it's definitely a give and take. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, as far as the, the phone calls and stuff, we quit doing those for a while. Uh, people... <laughs> People get offended really easily. Describe the, what, what um, the prank phone calls. We mm-hmm. used to do this phone scam. And uh, that was taken with my old partner. Um, but uh, people would get so offended. And it just, at, at some point, like, I'm super positive And I didn't want to bring any more negative because um, we would just get so much feedback. And so I was like, well, let's quit doing that for a while. And Can and you, he moved on anyway. So in, in in case readers or I'm sorry, listeners <laughs> don't um, know what that was. Can you give an example of one that you might have done? So that? we'd call up a business, and so I would call up a business and um, just pretend to um, want to book a kid's party at this business and throw just outlandish ideas like it's a five-year-old's birthday party I'm going to invite a stripper in (laughs) and I I, you have the poll right because I read on Craigslist that you will provide a poll but I'm calling you know like a a, an animal like a petting zoo or something just outrageous um but and that wasn't a you know that wasn't actually a I mean that was a scenario that I did do (laughs) one time um but it wasn't a petting zoo but yeah so um I think we kind of tapped out of places around town to call too. So, um, yeah, we just, we took a break and sometimes you got to do that with bits too. You take a break from certain things and then maybe I'll never say never. We might bring it back someday too. So what are some examples of some of the more successful bits you've done? And, and by successful, I mean like, you know, work that professionally you were, you were proud of and listeners. People, can't um, fathom or they don't they just can't wrap their head around like the big hot mess Um, that is where we bust a cheater who's in a relationship and sometimes they're very serious and other times it's like the woman just wants to put the guy on blast because she already know he's cheating but she's she wants this out and for a lot of people believe it or not they just don't have that backbone to to go forward and they want not an excuse, but they want that extra like push out of that relationship. And so that's why we're here. We want you to contact us. We're here to help. And if we have to catch your your partner in, in a cheating where we offer them flowers, free flowers, and if they take the bait and send it to somebody else, then we'll help out them, so to speak. And, and some people are like, absolutely not. I will not listen to that. That's cruel. Other people are like, hey, you know, we provide a counselor if needed. Um, but it's like it's it's helping somebody really move on from a bad situation or just a situation that you don't want to be in. Nobody wants to be with somebody who's unfaithful. 
Well, we get the okay. Um, sometimes there are ones that we don't air. We have been told not to air because they simply just don't want to go through with it. But we always get the okay on whether or not to do it. So so there are plenty that, um, I would say a good handful that, that we haven't aired for that reason. Yeah. Okay. Uh, given the fact that you sort of need to stay relevant among younger listeners. Yeah. Um, and I mean, big hot morning show on this. Are do you are are you constantly having to do research and finding out what's going to be seen as cool to them? Um, is that something you guys are trying to stay on top oh, of, trying to be for cool? sure? Or is that Carter's job? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say that's probably more of my job. But I love it. Um, I grew up looking at my mom used to get people magazine every every week she get people magazine and um national Enquirer. <laughs> it's like two sides you know completely different sides and but she would get these and i would be so fascinated and it's not because you know like i want to live the glam life or anything um but it's it's just i'm fascinated by by people in general and and so learning more about maybe why they do certain things or what music's coming out. I love music. So it's like, oh, what is Taylor Swift going to be doing on April 26th? You know, I I really want to know just more about people in general. And, you know, if I can help um, share that knowledge with other people, whether they're interested or not, I call it celebrity trash. You know, a lot of people are like, who cares about Hollywood? Well, you know what? There's a big pool of people who do and they want to know and it's like I want to be the first to know and then I want to tell you all about what Taylor's doing on the 26th of next week which we're all I woke up at 3 30 to pee this morning that's what I was thinking of <laughs> what is on her Twitter what is she Instagramming I want to see if it's going to be a new fashion line or if it's going to be new music and I want to bring it to you first wait so 3 30 you're 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 peeing that's like looking, where, where my mind goes right away yes is like Okay, what's happening right now? Did something drop in the middle of the night that I don't know about because I was sleeping? Yeah, it's just stupid. Mm. <laughs> but but I love it. You know, it's just, it's my general interest. And it's like, if I can call this work, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about streaming. Um, radio might be the medium taking the hardest hit, uh, direct hit right now from streaming services like Spotify. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with, with, with two things, uh, ads, which pay for everything at a commercial station. <clears throat> Most people who subscribe to streaming services, uh, do so to avoid the ads. And, um, two, the music on demand nature of streaming, uh, which a station simply can't do. Um, mm-hmm. so given those challenges, um, what can a commercial radio station do to sort of survive and beat down that challenge? Well, for one, I think it's really cool that we're able to, to, get the music the second we want it. You know, <laughs> what's even cooler is that we still have people who will wait to hear, you know, Old Town Road that just came out with Lil Nas X and mm. Billy Ray Cyrus, and they'll wait for hours, which is played like every 90 minutes right now. So you don't have to wait that long. <laughs> um, but I think why local radio will never die and and why I love working in local radio so much is because we are so community driven and really what we are doing is wanting to to be the best or help our community be the best that it can be. And I think that is a passion that you have to have in local radio is that you want to see your community succeed. And we are so blessed to have Mankato because everybody, it seems like, steps up. And so we have an Easter egg scramble this week and we've got Raw Fusion coming up and there's the these events that that we all take part in and that we're actually passionate about because it just brings happiness and light and positivity and I think that's why local radio will succeed because it's really about the community we just bring the music along too 
I was just, when you said that about waiting two hours for a song to come on, I remembered back to when I was in high school and they'd, they'd do the top 10 every night at, oh yeah, I'm from the Twin Cities and I think it was WLOL <laughs> or it might've might been KDWB, but they would do a top yeah. 10 every night and we would just be listening every night to see what mm-hmm. song was going to be number one. And, uh, there's just, I think there's something that's just kind of romantic about that idea of loving a station so much that mm-hmm. you um, you are sit there. around and wait. Yeah, it's I mean, special. Do you, do you think that that is still there to a certain extent? I mean, I know you said there's people who will wait to hear. Yeah, and it it is there. You know, I feel like it's gone away. Um, but we still do Mankato's Hot 20 every Saturday night at 6 with Stunt. And then it's a replay, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. And people will listen to both just because they know that their song is coming on. We listen at home as a listener because my kids want to hear it too. Um, so there is something so special about that. And, and I hope that that passion doesn't die with people. Because that is, that's the heart of, of radio too, you know, is that people have a really, I think they feel a really strong connection with their station, with their station, the people that they've grown up with. I mean, I hate to say that to, to Jay on KXLP, but he's just, he's so legendary and he's Mm -hmm. just one of my favorites, but it's like when he he had already been there, TJ and Lisa, they had already been there and I'd been listening to them for several years prior to getting my job um, with at that time it was clear channel. But then I got to walk in and it's like, wow, I'm working with with the elite right now. And now I get to call them friends. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing to be able to to grow into that sort of yeah, respect. So I, I saw on Facebook the other day, um you, you posted an old Deftones video. Oh, I got a Chino tattoo on my back. And I was wondering about you wouldn't hear them on Mm-mm. any of the three stations that you're a part of Mm-mm. that you work on. Um, so <laughs> what? I'm all over when it comes to music. Um, and I, I gotta say that probably came from like a <laughs> eighth grade people who really know me in high school and stuff. They're like, yep, that's Carrie. I wouldn't say I was goth. Um, but I was definitely the metal chick. Okay. Um, everybody loved pop radio and I got it, but I'm always looking for something new. I like to say I'm traditionally different. I get everything, but when I heard classic rock, when I bought that ACDC ball breaker album, um, when I got Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion, um, I was, you know, in like sixth, seventh, listening to Nirvana, and then I saw a Marilyn Manson video when I was in eighth grade. We had this makeout party at my parents' house. Oh, gosh, they're <laughs> learning a lot. Um, and everybody was like doing their thing with their boyfriend, slow dancing, and then I don't know, the music stopped, and I, so I turned on MTV, and Manson was playing with um, beautiful people at the time, mm-hmm. and it was that video, and I was just drawn, and everybody else was like, what are you watching? And he's running he's running around with a pig in his video. I'm like, he's got a pig in his video? You know all about and, pigs. Yeah, I do, <laughs> and he's got long hair. He's wearing make- Why is he wearing makeup? Like, It's just crazy, you know? Um, it's just different. And so I grew into that love of rock and how (laughs) you can say rock and roll makes you do crazy things or not. But it's like, here I am and I'm pretty normal, I guess, pretty boring mom who loves metal. And I just fell in love with Deftones when I was in high school. I, I don't even know when, how, why, but I just I love when an artist can be so melodic with their voice and attach it to to a melody and then also be screeching by the end of the song. You know, there's only, in my mind, there's only a few that can do it. And I don't like a lot of new metal music. 
Um, but like Aaron Lewis from Stained, and he's doing country too. Um, but there's definitely artists that can do that sort of thing. And I take a great appreciation for those people who can work outside the box. So of the three stations you work on, which what which music of the three most aligns with your taste? KXLP, definitely classic rock. And you're on there, you said, it says nights. Six to midnight. Six to midnight, okay. Yes. That's a long day. <laughs> it's a magic of radio, though. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a magic in the okay. airwaves. Okay. Yeah. I love the Big Hot Morning Show. I'm so blessed to be on that. And I'm blessed because I get to be quirky. I get to be myself. And we get to do crazy, stupid stuff. I mean, we had a peep show today, and we spun it as like this this peep show you're you're gonna go pull a curtain and you never know what you're gonna see but it's probably gonna be something risque but really we were just passing out peeps on the radio to people <laughs> and as a listener you're listening like what are they doing and then when you call in you're gonna get a prize it's gonna be peeps because it's easter but mm-hmm. you know we get just we get to just spin it in a funny quirky way mm-hmm. and Bossman's like yeah go for it i don't care okay you know so that's what's so great about the big hot morning show is that you can throw an idea at us and we'll try it why not? And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So you said the magic of radio um, for the, for your evening shift. Yeah. Does does so does that does that mean you can't like take calls if somebody calls in to talk? Does <laughs> does the format even allow for that anymore? I know you have that in right. in, in the morning, but I'm not sure about the rest of the day. Um. So okay. So it's really no huge secret. I mean, if I were to theoretically work from six to ten. And then one to seven on the country station, 101.5, classic country is so great, stuff I grew up on. And then six to midnight, which there would have been an overlap, I would never go home. I never see my family. So we are able to record shows, which um, is unfortunate. That's where a lot of radio is going. Yeah. And it's not just us. There's other stations who've been doing it for years and years. Um, but yeah, so we're able to to make that happen but um I don't like to make people mad I'm kind of a people pleaser it's really hard for me to say no so if you if I I don't get the phone calls on my (coughs) phone but if you text me or message me on Facebook which I get a lot um hey play Fred Bear you know by the Nuge um at at eight o'clock tonight because I'm in the cab it's like well crap you know, I, I can't do it tonight, but I'll do it for you tomorrow. You're going to be in the cab at that time? Yeah, I'll be, you know, eating my dinner late or whatever. It's like, all right, I can get that on for you. Um, otherwise, if I have to go to Mankato, because I live in Eagle Lake, if I have to go to Mankato and I drive by the station, I might stop and just throw it on for you. Like, hmm. just because I can. So when you're recording a show, does that mean, are, are you just recording your voice parts? And then mm-hmm. does a computer program yeah, the computer in between the songs. The computer picks out all of our music. There's, there's, you know, there's a another person who's generating that music. Um, so there's a lot of people who work in radio because uh, there's different facets of radio because there can be a music director and they pick out the music. They have the formula to know what's hot right now. And and while I love to go look at that, we don't necessarily maybe know how that formula works where you play one brand new song and then you play something that's two years old and then you p- play something that's, um, you know, was released six months ago. But then you play something that's like uh, released back in, I don't know, a decade. You know, there's just there is a formula to making everything work. Um, so yeah, there's somebody else doing that. When I record a show, I insert my voice, 
you know, I know what's going on in the community. Um, I know what's going on with artists. We have music prep sites that we can go to to see what the latest news is for certain, you know, people, whether it be or certain genres, country or rock or pop. You know, we have means to gather that information and then give that to you. So when you record your voice, though, are, are you... Like, how long is your show in the evening? Is it four hours? Uh, six to midnight, so it's six hours. Are you? Is there a six-hour time that you're recording? Because you're recording and then a song and your voice and then a song. It, or, or are you just recording your voice for a couple of hours? Right. It okay. doesn't take six hours. I'm just recording it. I'm just strictly recording my voice. So okay. it takes much less time to be okay. able to do that. Yeah. That's fascinating, but I, though. I like to really hone in on what's what's coming up and I, I like to learn more about the music that I play whether whatever genre it is um, so I always read back stories and people don't know this I'll give it to you because it's, it's public songfacts.com mm-hmm. um, it's a great website just to learn the stories behind the music and so I like to read up on everything so it takes me maybe a little bit longer to it's called voice tracking it takes me a little bit longer to do that but that's fun for me I mean if I can call that work if I can read about artists and get paid for it, that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. All right, I like that. All that uh, behind the scenes stuff is just—I find it very fascinating. <laughs> Come on in, I'll show you how it works. I'll—I'll I, I'll take you up on that someday. <laughs> I was going to ask you about your uh, personal life if you're seen out in the crowd, out at the store, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we already talked about that. So, uh, your social media presence is very funny. Oh, uh, it's actually why I asked you to come on the show. Oh my gosh. Um, you're very much like a comedian. It's all great material. And I'm wondering if you use social media at all as sort of a kind of a dry run for some of the stuff you say on the air. Um, yeah, some stuff. You know, uh, we all followed um, different people. You know, we pull we pull inspiration from different people, I think. And so if I see something on Twitter, it's like, oh, that's hilarious from, you know, Uh, A mom out in Virginia who battled her kid about, you know, (laughs) not wearing pajamas at the grocery store. It's like, oh, my gosh, I had that battle last week. Why didn't I talk about that? (laughs) It's like, well, I lost that battle today. (laughs) (laughs) Don't shame me, please. If you see a mom at the store when her kid's in pajamas at 2 p.m., give her like a heartfelt nod like I'm there with you because she lost that battle today. Yeah. So, um there's there's different pulls of inspiration from places and I guess whatever I put on social media is like I'll talk about that yeah yeah and there's plenty of stuff that I guess I don't talk about either because um, just because there's no room right right uh, so tell us something that people that, that, that would surprise people about the radio business um, I think the voice tracking thing is is kind of that's a surprise yeah. unfortunately um, that's just kind of the way it's going nowadays too um, I saw that uh, iHeart laid off a ton of people last week and it's so sad mm. because everybody it seems like people strive to work for corporate radio in these big markets and that's where I wanted to go someday but it's like longevity you know if I work there I might not be there but then you have the successors like Dave Ryan or Howard Stern who's just oh my gosh an idol um, but if you're not them chances are you're you're gonna you're gonna be gone um, is he one of your idols Howard Stern? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because he he will he will literally do anything. And whether you like it or not, who cares? Like in in radio, like you can pull that off? Really? <laughs> wow. People think we do stuff edgy. You know, we're the we're the edgy station here in town. Um 
if you listen to his show on Sirius, like he, I can't believe he makes my jaw drop. I can't believe he can get away with some of the stuff that he gets away with. Um, but yeah, definitely. He's got to be an idol, even if you don't like him in as a radio announcer or something. Like there's got to be a level of respect. So beyond the, the shock stuff that he mm-hmm. does is, I mean, is there substance to his his work? Um, yeah, definitely. Because I think he, when you... When you listen to him, he really sounds like he cares. And yeah, he has a lot of um, celebrities that come in, but he really cares about the people he's interviewing, whether he um, does, you know, a quick rundown uh, on their social media pages beforehand or whatever. But he he really genuinely sounds like he gives a crap about what he's who he's talking to. Um, And I don't think a lot of people, you know, there's some narcissists out there, too, who are just like, oh, I got to have you in and blah, blah, blah. And I'm better than you. It's like. He doesn't have that attitude on air. You know, he he just tries to relate so much to the person he's talking to and he gives them all of their time. And I guess as an announcer, that's what I listen for is the way he's interviewing the person, okay. his delivery. You know, there's I I think a lot of us, there's a different there's the inflection. You know, how is he presenting his questions to the person he's talking to? Yeah, there's a different level of of listening for me. Interesting. Yeah. So when I wrote these questions up, it was before the return of Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I oh. thought I had saw something on your Facebook about, are, are, are you a fan? Love it so much. I finally started rewatching it the day the season eight premiere came out, which is so stupid. But I, I didn't get HBO until about one o'clock that afternoon. Um, we're so busy. Hard we to never. Catch up. Oh, I know. And we just Seven never. Hours. The kids were in hockey for, I swear to God, four years. And we were always <laughs> busy. Um, but we finally sat down. And I was like, oh, yeah, it starts tonight do you want to watch the first couple episodes? And my husband, he's so sweet. He jumped in the middle of like episode, uh, season five and he kept on with me. Um, but I'm such a huge fan of almost everything on HBO. But Game of Thrones, I swear to God, if you don't watch it, if you start, you will fall in love. That's the problem. Some people don't want to fall in love and that's fine. I'm just warning you, you will. So do you have any predictions for the season? My mind is all over the place. Going into it, I wanted, are you, do you watch? Yep. Okay, I wanted Arya because she's such a badass little she's warrior. She's my favorite character in the entire right? show. Right? She I feel like she's underrated because and she's misunderstood because she's young. Mm-hmm. And people don't know yet not a I mean, there's some people who know she's a warrior, but a lot of people don't know how badass she really is. And I like that she can keep that kind of hidden. Um so I wanted her to be to be the heir of the throne, but because Jon Snow is the rightful heir, like, I want him and Daenerys to be up there, and I want them holding hands, and I want them to be in love, as incestuous as it is. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I think uh, sh- I don't think Danny's going to bow to him. You know, he bowed to her. He bended the knee, and I just don't feel like she's going to reciprocate. And one of, them's gonna, one of them's going to kill each other. I feel like she's going to put a dragon on Jon Snow. I think that was, romance yeah. is going to end. Yeah. When she finds out, ooh, she's going to hit fans. She's not going to like that at all. So... As much as I want that, because that's just the way it should be, right? Feels like it. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Or Bran. Bran's a smart, smart kid. There's him and his premonitions. Like there's the stuff. Raven. There is stuff going on with that guy. Yeah. He could totally do it, but definitely not Cersei. No, she's she's, she's, she's the worst. She's terrible. She's the worst. <laughs> uh, so what else? What else does Carrie watch? What else is on your recently mm. watched? Um, let's see so we're watching you versus wild with the kids on netflix have you seen that it's brand new it's bear grills it's interactive Bear grills is back yeah he's on netflix we now we used to watch man versus wild all the time really 
because uh, he drank his pee all the time. Right. And he who eats eat termites? Raw salmon, termites. Because at, at some point we're all going to be in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And we'll need to know how to survive. You need to know <laughs> what maggots are going to carry the biggest piles of protein inside yep. their body. And, and you're going to pick it off the deer and you're going to eat it because it's full of energy. Love that guy. Um, yeah. What's so it he, called? It's you versus wild. I didn't know, didn't know he was back. Yeah. It's brand new. Catch um, it tonight. So like, I think it came out maybe last week or something, but um, you get to... Um, Push where his adventure goes. You oh, get to like choose his path. Yeah. So oh. with your remote. So um, yeah. My uh, my nine year old steps and he's like, we should check this out. Look, there's a gaming console. There's a there's a uh, like an inter- like a remote up top. So we should do that because I know that means you can game. And we don't have gaming consoles in our home. So I was like, oh, you just want to play a game, do you? Okay. We play board games in our home. Um. So I was like, well, yeah, let's check this out. I've read about this. I think this is gonna be cool. And yeah, you get to choose his path. And does he? Does he go across the ravine on a grapevine rope or does he walk across the log? And then if you choose the wrong one, which I'm spoiler alert, we chose the log. It broke. <laughs> um, so then you just go back and you try again and then you pick the rope and then you get through. But it's it's really awesome. <laughs> there was another show, um, a drama on Netflix where you could choose your own adventure. Did you? I didn't do that one. That was is it, bizarre. Is it Black Mirror? It's not Black Mirror, but it's. In the same vein, British, okay. weird. We tried it. It was, it was, it was. You end up having, if you make the wrong decision, you go back, like, in a couple of cases, like 15 minutes. Oh. And you got to start over with the that right sucks. decision. It was interesting, but um, I don't know. We I kind of want to just sit back and watch a show and not have to work. Have you seen You on Netflix? My friend Lisa, who I work with, um, her, she and her I husband were like, you it. have to check this out. It's pretty dang good. Ten episodes. Like, if I can binge watch something um, in, you know, a weekend when I don't have the kids, I'm going to do that. My husband, he just wants sports. Everything is sports in his world. The Bruins were playing somebody, or we call them the Sea Pigeons. I don't know. They were watching games that weren't pertaining to Minnesota teams, so I could care less. Right. So I just wanted to, like, go to Netflix. Um, and I like documentaries. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a dork about real stories, so, um, yeah. Any- you should try that. Have you tried the new Our Planet? <laughs> I did. Oh, my gosh. I tried that the other day because I woke up really early in the morning, needed to nap. And my fan broke, but I needed noise. And I, I wasn't going to the store to go buy a fan. So I was like, I'll turn on Netflix and I'll, I'll just start a, a documentary that might not be so good. Our Planet. <laughs> Why the heck did I start that? That was amazing. It's stunning. It it's, was just for background noise. And I got so, so good. I got so sucked in the first like 10 minutes watching these penguins. It was really good. I like it's that eye candy. You know, when they came out with um, Planet Earth series, yeah. they made sure they didn't say anything about climate change. Oh, yeah. And now this one's right up in your face with... Yeah. And I love that about I it. I do too. How so, can you deny? I know. Oh, and it's um, it's so cool to... Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I don't travel. I want to, yeah, but I don't because um, I got three kids who love to be in stuff. So I don't, but uh, it, this is just a way to be able to see stuff that we would never see before. So right. like if you don't follow National Geographic on Instagram, you should because it's like you can take a half hour. Okay, so the thing about um, me and doing this podcast is I'm not that good technically and I did make a few mistakes here and the last 10 minutes or so of my talk with Carrie um, didn't get recorded, so... <laughs> I apologize to you all for that, and it's it's kind of too bad because that's when she really got 
uh, you know, she confessed a lot of things. A lot of secrets came out. A lot of the really good things that, you know, podcasting is great for. Uh, that's when all that happened. So, um, but I didn't have the heart to ask her to come back and, and uh, you know, re-record um, the last portion of uh, of her interview. So I apologize for that. And um, thank you for listening. Um, that was a great conversation we had with Carrie. And uh, I look forward to... Um, the next podcast is coming up in a week. We're going to have Eric Jones on the podcast. That should be another great conversation. And uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.